particularly those that were in captivity and uh, their fortunes had been turned. They were not having the best of seasons in their life. And God comes and turns it around. And I think that we can say that even though these two years have been trying, God has been faithful. Has he not? Uh, you know, every pain and tragedy that we have went through over the last season has been offset by the graciousness of our God and his goodness and his mercy and his faithfulness to us. And every tear we've cried has been offset by a praise in our mouth for what he's done for us. So I can certainly say that during this past time, even though it was very difficult and we went through things that stretched us and made us into different people, that God was faithful every step of the way. And he never failed us. God never failed us. But now I sense that the captivity has been turned. I believe what the enemy has tried to do to our nation, to our community, and to our personal lives has received the final death knell. And I believe that there is a fresh move of God. God's always moving. I'm not saying he's withholding from us. He never does. But the enemy definitely has brought in a deception that has caused people to not sense uh, the goodness of the Lord and his faithfulness in their life because he's convinced them that the problems that they're going through are authored by God himself. And uh, many people are discouraged and disenfranchised and even have left the church because of extenuating circumstances that they have been led to believe are initiated by the, our good God. And nothing could be further from the truth. But he says this, he says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, or when he, the, the, the King James says, when he turned the captivity of Zion. You know, there is a captivity that isn't felt like with chains or bars. There is a captivity that isn't a, a cell. The captivity that, uh, if I can speak prophetically to you tonight, the captivity is being held captive by the words of this present situation. There is a captivity that is on people because we're in a word war. And the media has created a word storm and basically created what I would call a word plague, a word plague. In fact, when uh, uh, COVID hit and we went into what was supposed to be two weeks of lockdown, the Lord spoke to me and said that it was a word plague created by the media to bring about fear. So you have to understand that the enemy has a force that he works in, and that is fear. Just like God works and operates within faith, the enemy operates and works within fear. And if he can get, just like, if, just like right now, as I'm talking right now, I, I expect faith to rise in your heart. 
And see, what happens is corporately when that faith rises and that expectation rises, then corporately God can do things individually for you right here, right where you're sitting. Now, it's the same as true in your car. It's same as true in your home. Same is true. But there's something about the corporate anointing. When God begins to move corporately and people begin to get on the same page and unity begins to rise, that God just begins to do some things that you, you just won't ever see, you know, outside of the corporate anointing. There's just some things you, you can only get in church. I'm sorry. Now, what I mean by that, not a service, not a building, but when members get together. If two of you shall agree on earth as anything that shall ask, it shall be done. If two or three are gathered, well, who's in the midst? I'm in the midst. I'm not talking about a church service. I'm not talking about, you know, a crusade. I'm talking about believers getting together. Amen. And when believers get together, God begins to do some things that he may not be able to do or, or, or you may not experience, so I would rather say that, uh, individually in your prayer closet, okay? So this word plague has gotten upon and it's gotten in the church, and it's still in the church. It's still in the church, and people are operating from the word plague. The, the plague, the physical plague, is just a physical symbol of a spiritual force, so you have a physical counterpart and a spiritual counterpart. You've got a, a, a physical plague, which was COVID-19, but you also have a spiritual counterpart to it, and that is the plague of fear, the plague of fear that comes upon people and causes them to lose heart, to despair, to begin to doubt, begin to operate in unbelief, and that's what he wants. The whole purpose of this is to rob you of your ability to believe God. Amen to have, operate in faith because the enemy knows that if you'll learn to operate in faith that you'll, he'll lose his grip on you. Amen. So he brought in fear, fear, fear. And you can't just watch television for 15 minutes without feeling fear come upon you. That's just the truth. Especially during that time when you were, you know, when people were, you know, dying and things of that nature and you were hearing about this and hearing about that. I mean, fear would grip your heart if you watched it too much, you know, if you gave too much attention. That's captivity. That's called captivity, to be captive. To be ca it's not just captive as being put in a cell. It's captivated. You can be captivated by a word plague. You can be captivated by a bad report. You can be captivated by, you know, a spouse's words or you can be captivated by the enemies, you know, droning on and on and on. And God is turning that captivity. Now, those that will believe it will receive it. But the Lord is turning the captivity of his people. I said the Lord is turning the captivity of his people. He is restoring the fortunes, as my translation of the ESV says, restoring the fortunes of his people. God is restoring, the, take it and receive it. I hear somebody saying in their heart, well, I'm not seeing that. You got to say it before you see it. You got to believe it before you experience it. 
God's bringing, you know, listen, there's been many times that I've prayed over this church in this auditorium. And it was as if materials were flying out of my mouth. As we were building this area here and we didn't, it was totally empty and we didn't have the, you know, we didn't have the materials to make the stage and everything that's in here. I was in here praying and walking and all of a sudden a pallet of wood just came out of my mouth. Amen. You got to get a hold of this stuff. You might seem crazy to you, but you know, that's what faith is. Faith releases, releases the will of God into the atmosphere, releases it into your situation. And so God wants to turn the captivity and restore the fortunes of his people. Now, he wrote this, you know, probably hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of years before we're here today, but his word's alive. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so he wants to restore the fortunes of Zion, which is the people of God. Zion is not just Zion, the mountain, the physical mountain that's in Jerusalem. It is Zion is the kingdom of God with man. That's what Zion is. Amen? And so Zion is a place where God dwells, the Lamb dwells, the Holy Spirit, the the ones that went on before us. Praise God. That's what Zion is. And God wants to restore to you what you've lost over this time and over this season. And you've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. Many of you have had health challenges over this last period of time. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I believe in restoration right now. Some of you lost money during this. You lost financial opportunity and opportunities to venture in business and venture. God is restoring that. God is bringing it back. Hallelujah. He's bringing it back. He's bringing it back. Hello. Hello. I'm just saying that so you get perk your ears up. Because this isn't just no ordinary message here tonight. Okay? He's telling you, I want to restore your fortunes. I want to turn your captivity. I want your captivity to be off of what the world is saying and on what I'm saying. And I want to captivate you to the point that I take you to a new level, a new realm, a new place in him. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. It says, we were like those who dream. So when the Lord turns his captivity, when he begins to restore your fortunes back to you, it will be as if you're dreaming. Some of you are getting this, some of you ain't. It's going to be like, could this be real? You mean this? You mean this happened? You mean that happened? I can't believe it. She did this. Can you believe it? He did that. I can't. Come. 
hello, let's don't get mushy brain because of the weather. Engage. There's kids coming back. Hello. There's finances coming back. There's opportunity coming back. There's health coming back. I'm not talking about, you know, your general covenant because you always have a covenant of health. I'm talking about stuff that the enemy has been fighting you on. There's sickness that comes. You believe God. You go through the course. God heals you. You move on. There's also where there's, it just seems like a fight every day. How many know what I'm talking about? A fight every day, every week. God is going to restore the fortunes, the favor. Hello. Expectation is low. We need to stand up. We need to stand up. Stand up. Come on. Do something. Do something. Act like you're hearing what the Lord is saying. Hello. Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. It, it's going, it, it's going to be, um, it's going to be so much like a dream that it's going to cause you to forget all the pain. It's going to be so much like a dream that it's going to be like a woman who's given birth to a child. Once that child's born, she holds that child in her hands. All the turmoil and the pain that she just went through is vanished. Yeah, there's residue. She knows she's went through something, but the joy of having that child has brought her into a dream state to where she does not remember the pain of childbirth. And that's going to happen. Hallelujah. Hagar's the disappointment and discouragement of the past season that has brought you to a place in which you questioned your call and you questioned what you were supposed to do and you sensed rejection at such an all-time high that it caused you to cower and not step forward. This transition and change will be as you would be dreaming because everything that you've seen in the prayer closet, in the secret place, it's gonna to come to pass. And you're gonna say, oh my goodness gracious, I can't hardly remember. Come on, I can't hardly remember the sorrow of the previous season. I can't remember because it's just so good. It's just so good. When it comes to the end of this year in 2022, you're going to be saying, I wish this year could go further because it's so good what God has done. 
in my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Can we press in? Can we press in? Can we press in? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you expecting? Are you expecting? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You can you can be seated. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Which I may have you get up again if uh, since it waning. Amen. This is fresh manna. Amen. I'm telling you, I like fried chicken, but I like fried chicken right out of the pan. Fried chicken's always good. It's good cold. Amen. Anybody like a good piece of cold fried chicken? But boy, it ain't the, it's the best when it comes right off. And it's hot, piping hot. Well, this is piping hot here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, when the Spirit, or when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. And notice what happens. The first thing that happens, it says, then our mouth was filled. How do I know that the Spirit of God and the kingdom of God is active in my spirit? You know, there's times that it's there. It's always there, you know. The kingdom of God is within you. That's what Jesus said. But when it's, when, when it's moving, when you know that it's doing something, come on now, you know the difference. When it's doing something, how can you tell your mouth gets filled? I said your mouth gets filled. It gets filled with laughter. It gets filled with his praise. It gets filled with his word. It gets filled with worship and adoration. Come on now. When we sense it, when the spirit of God is moving and wants to do something in our lives and propel us to a new level, it's going to start in our mouth. 
Now, the mouth is an indicator of dipping down into a deeper source. It's like a bucket. It's like a ladle. It gets down deep and brings up that living water. And then it begins to generate and come up out of our mouth. And so the first thing that you need to do is just like, and I, I, I don't think many people got it, but, uh, and I'm just going to teach you a little bit. If that's all right. I'll get you out of here at eight o'clock. I, I won't, I won't say the Lord will, but I will, I'll get you out. But, uh, you know, Cindy Duvall, you know, Shekinah Glory, she was saying when they would do a song, people would clap. Okay. And she'd say, no, don't clap. Praise the Lord out of your mouth. Okay. Because clapping, and um, don't be, don't be upset about this because I don't mind clapping in time and, you know, and, and when someone is introduced, I don't mind that. But the Lord deserves far more than a clap. What was she saying? She was saying, don't diminish the presence with clapping. Open your mouth. Because this is not a spiritual exercise. There's only one scripture that says, clap your hands, all you people. That's the one scripture. But yet that's the dominant way people will worship God or acknowledge a move of God. Even when prayer happens, someone gets a word or something. No, you need to lift your hands. You need to open your mouth. The devil don't mind you clapping. He just wants to stop this. When God is working, it's not a goosebump. When God is working, it's not a shimmy. It's not a shake. It's words. It's unction. You're speaking something out of your mouth. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You begin to speak in tongues. You begin to, come on now. You begin to worship. You begin to praise. You begin to let, amen, lift up your hands. Now, if you clap, I ain't going to get on. We're not going to have the clap, police. Come on. Hello. But I'm just telling you, if you want to lift the service up, get away from things that we do in regards to men because we clap for men. We don't clap for Jesus. Jesus deserves far more than our clapping. Now, don't get all bent out of shape about it. Because clapping is neither worship nor praise. It's acknowledgement. That's all it is. But lifting up holy hands is worship. Speaking praise the Lord is worship. Do you see what I'm saying? So the first thing that's going to happen when you get breakthrough, Russell, when you get breakthrough and you know this, it's going to start from in the innermost parts of your belly and God is going to bring a word up. And it doesn't even, wait, it doesn't even have to be a fully formed prophecy. It could be 
praise God. How many have ever been delivered out of the throes of depression by just simply a praise the Lord? Absolutely. I've had that happen in my life. Amen. Hello. There's been times when I've been in the grip of, uh, you know, various things uh, going on in my body, symptoms. And, uh, you know, it just, you know, what happens when you get attacked? You have a tendency to get quiet. That's exactly where he wants you, is to get quiet. Stop talking. Hello. He wants to set you down, isolate you, get you to be mute, and plug off the well of salvation that's on the inside of you. And I remember sitting there on many occasions crying out in my mind, Lord, I need a word. I need, I need, because that's where what we need. Guys, you need to stop looking for God to untie or tie your shoelaces. You need to stop looking for the end result. You need to start asking God for the right things, which is a word. I need unction. I need utterance. I need you to give me the unction I need to break out of this. And as I'm continuing to search down in my soul, God just gives me a word. And it wasn't even a biblical word. Well, I guess it would be a biblical word because it was based upon the Bible. And it was, I don't believe this. Some of you need to say that. I don't believe this. I don't believe what's going on in my body. I don't believe what's going on in my marriage. I don't believe. I didn't have a scripture verse to use for that, but the totality of scripture speaks that. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen, for the things which are seen are temporary. And what you're going through is temporary. But what, praise God, when we focus on the unseen, we're focusing in on eternal things, the truth of God's word. And what is abiding in the secret place? It's abiding in the eternal things. It's abiding in truth. It's abiding in faith. It's abiding in, you see, all of the various aspects of God in their, all their dimensions. When we seek those things that are above, where Christ is, we're seeking the things of Christ. We're seeking the attributes of God. Amen? Amen? Sometimes you just got to say, No! Some of you are hearing you're going to die. You're hearing that in your head. You're going to die or I'm going to kill you. You need to say no. You need to stop listening to that junk. Hello. 
If you had somebody that was driving in your car to Dallas, Texas, four-hour drive, and they're sitting there yammering in your ear all this negativity, telling you what they're going to do to you and how they're going to do it and everything, you would pull over in the physical. You would pull over and kick their tail out of your car and go to Dallas by yourself. But how many times do we ride in our car with invisible passengers that are telling us we're going to lose, you're not going to make it, you're going to have a panic attack, you're not going to make it, you're going to have to call your wife to come get you, seeing yourself in an ambulance, seeing yourself getting IVs in your arms, seeing yourself getting pumped with those paddles, seeing yourself doing this, seeing yourself being lowered down in a casket? No! Because this gives me the right to not believe that. If I didn't have this, I guess I could have just accepted that. But I've got this. And he said he's going to turn my captivity. He's going to restore to me the fortunes that have been robbed from me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's relational loss. One of the greatest losses you'll have in your life is the loss of people. That's, that's that. I mean, there's people that are grieving right now over the loss of people living and with the Lord. And when you go through a pandemic and you have literally hundreds of thousands of people that died, some of them died and they didn't have to die. You've got a grieving that's upon a nation and they don't know what to do with it. They don't have any idea what to do with it. So what happens out of their emotion and out of their grief, they begin to get angry and they begin to speak forth angrily and do angry things. They loot and destroy because they don't know what to do with themselves. But you're born again. You've got the spirit of God on the inside of you. And there's a lot of angry Christians that are angry because they believe that God failed them in the raising of their kids or God failed them in handling a certain situation in their life or God failed them and stuff and they're sitting there and they're stewing and they're brewing. And all the while, the enemy's got the, the, the bypass switch to that wells of salvation on the inside. He's got that thing absolutely plugged. I'm talking to some people in this house. You haven't experienced the joy of your salvation in six years. There's someone in here. You can't think of a day in the last five to six years that you have experienced joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. In fact, you have forgotten so much about what you had before that you don't even know that it ever could be a reality ever again. Hello? Hello? 
go through the motions, put a smile on your face, but all the while you're upset, you're mad. Hello? Praise the Lord. I believe freedom's here today. What's he going after? He's going after your faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. He's not a, he, not, he don't care about you. He, he cares about what's on the inside of you. He knows what's on the inside of you is going to put him to flight. And so he offends you. He puts you in a realm of offense and slaps you around with a little bit of this and a little bit of that and some criticism and some ridicule and, and people turning their back on you and you feeling abandoned and you feeling, you know, hurt and, and uh, you know, this shouldn't be happening to me. I'm a child of God and I, I shouldn't be experiencing this because I'm an overcomer and I certainly don't feel like an overcomer right now. I feel like I'm being overcome. I feel like I'm being stepped on. I feel like I'm being abused. I feel like I'm, come on, somebody. And the whole time you're keeping your mouth shut. The whole time you're not plugging into the well. The whole time the power's there to overcome that situation, but yet you won't plug into it. Because you have got yourself so bitter and so twisted that you are wanting God to do it your way and not his. And you believe that God owes you Hello, is that hardcore enough for you? I've been there, friend. I've been there. It has to come this way. If God's going to make it right, it's going to be this way. I'm not going to let him do what he does. I'm going to tell him what I want. And if he doesn't give me what I want, then he ain't worth following anyway. And that's what happens to people. And they stop serving and they stop growing and they stop worshiping. The whole time, the enemy's got them totally plugged up. Totally plugged up. There's no joy in their life. There's no joy in their ministry to show up and to do even things to help other people. It just, it takes everything in their, in their, every bit of strength they got to be able to do it because there's no inspiration. Hello? But when you let the Lord fill your mouth, I said, when you let the Lord fill your mouth, do you think Paul and Silas had it bad when they were thrown in the innermost prison? You think that'd be a pretty bad thing? I guarantee you they didn't have robes on and nice little footies. And those uh, towel animals, you know, in their, in their cell, them little towel animals make them feel like they're somewhere special. No, their backs were beaten with rods. Their feet were in stocks. Now, that's way worse than just having your hands tied. You got your hands tied, you got your feet in stocks. 
And I don't know, but maybe you're spiritually, you got your feet in stocks and you got your hands tied. It seems like you can do nothing to fix the situation that you're in. Wait, I'm speaking to you. You feel like there's absolutely nothing. I might as well just settle in, ride out the storm. There's no opportunity. There's nothing. My feet are fastened. My, it seems like my, uh, my wrists are fastened. There's no movement. There's nothing I can do. But did Paul and Silas believe that? No, they didn't believe that at all. They prayed, because that's the best way to start. But then, when they prayed, God filled their mouths. Oh, come on now. He filled their mouth, and they began to praise God. See, that's where we're missing it. We're praying, God, help me, get me out of this. But we're not praising the Lord. We're not praising him. It was the praise that broke the chains. It was the praise that brought the earthquake that changed the environment around them. Hello. Glory to God. Wait, let God fill your mouth. What you need to be praying is, Lord, give me unction. Give me unction. Give me something, Lord. Sometimes, you know, you're praying and you're even praying in the spirit and you're asking the Lord, give me the interpretation so I can get a hold of this, so I can get a hold of it in my mind because I need, I need something. I need a, I need a remedy. And all of a sudden, he'll give you a prayer. He'll give you words, and you just say those words. You just release those words, and praise God, it'll take you to a whole nother level. It'll take you to a whole nother level. Are you with me? It may be a, a wording of a prayer that, you know, it, it, it's all words you know. It's just... The arrangement of them is different. Are you with me? Or it may be a scripture that you didn't think was related. And they don't just take it down for safekeeping and put it away in your pocket. You speak it out. How's he going to turn your captivity? Well, I'm here to tell you he's already done it. How's he going to restore your fortunes? He's already done it. You've got to put your yes and amen with his. You've got to believe what he says about your situation. God's not up there. Listen, I know some of the problems that you are facing. You're thinking that, you know, you're at your wit's end about it. Everybody you've talked to is at their wit's end about it. But I'm here to tell you, friend, God is not at his wit's end about it. God isn't even fretting about it. God's not even disturbed by it. He's not moved by it. He knew, knows the end from the beginning. And guess what? As far as he's concerned, you made it. 
So what do we have to do? We have to get a hold of our mind and our flesh, and we have to align ourselves with what he's already said. And when we do that, praise the Lord, we come in alignment with the will of God. And the will of God is what causes us to overcome. Amen? So let him fill your mouth. Mouth was filled with laughter. People get upset over laughing. They get upset over Holy Ghost laughter. Listen, friends. I told you that the place called the secret place is a place of humility. It means that you need to check your dignity at the door. If you're going to get something from God, sometimes he's going to take you past your comfort zone. Amen. Hello. I have danced money in this place. I have ran circles around this place and received restoration and strength. I have jumped and shouted and it has released manifestation of miracles and provision just simply because the Lord asked me to do it. Now, why is he doing it? Is he doing it to humiliate me? Is he doing it to make me look stupid? Is he doing it to try to make me his puppet or his slave? No, No, that's not the attitude of God. God is delivering you from the most powerful person that could ever exercise authority over you, which is you. That's what he's doing. The devil doesn't even have more power than you got. And sometimes we just need a just a, a good dose of the Holy Spirit's presence to just burst open those wells of salvation. Hello. And just get rid of that spiritual constipation in your life. There's spiritual constipation. There's an irregularity. And what God is trying to do in your life. I mean, you got a flow one day and you're plugged up the next. And some of you have been plugged up for months. Hello. It is because your wells have been plugged with the debris of care, the debris of fear, the debris that the enemy has put in there. Plug those things up. But the Bible says that Isaac... Redug the wells of his father. And Isaac's name means what? Laughter. So what's the symbolism here? Laughter unplugs the wells. Hello. Some of you just need to get off and just start begin to laugh. Unplug those wells. Hallelujah. You're sitting there saying, well, I won't laugh until I have hands laid on me. Well, lay hands on yourself right now. Just begin to release. Come on now. You got to be able to do this stuff in the dark, friends. You got to be able, listen, there ain't going to be, hey, when you're in that hospital bed, 
There may not be a pastor or a friend by you. There may be, you know, somebody might not be able to come and see you. They might have COVID restrictions again and you're locked up in there. What are you going to do then? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard him. Praise God, they left their dignity out the door. They weren't doing no silent. I've got a silent request. Well, that ain't going to help me. That's not going to help me to pray for you. Hello? Amen? Okay. It's 8.02. Are you all right? Okay. All right. It's 8.02. I got to get permission. Hello, what, what, what am I trying to teach you here? You got to come along with the ride too. Come on, come on. Yeah. I'm not a dancing monkey. And that's why a lot of people, they come to church and they want, come on, they want a show when they should be a participant. Did you know this? That if you really want something from God out of these meetings, you got to do something about it? I've already done my part. I'm doing my part right now. Well, you got to do something with it. You got to do something with it. You can sit there like a lump on a pickle, not respond at all. And walk out worse than you came in. Because I'm telling you, those problems are still out there. Here we are. We are a habitation of God. You're a stone, I'm a stone. We're living stones. And when living stones come together, the habitation of God is built. And God's glory fills his temple. Now you all got an individual aspect of God on the inside of you. I have a measure, you've got a measure. And when we bring our measures together, praise God, the body of Christ constructs and we begin to get a powerful corporate body flow. And that's what's happening right now. Now there's people getting healed right now in your body, right now in the name of Jesus. I just sense right now that we've had some situations with respiratory, respiratory system right now. Respiratory systems are being healed and cleared up right now in the name of Jesus. Migraine headaches right now. Go! In the name of Jesus, they're gone. Why? The corporate anointing is here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Reach out. Take a hold of what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. Don't sit there and just not be affected by it. Don't be indifferent to the things of God. Get a hold of it. If you need a breakthrough in your life right now, grab a hold of it right now. Grab a hold of it. Amen. Grab a hold of it. Say, I need it. I want it. It's mine. Hallelujah. Begin to see that begin to happen. Begin to see that begin to happen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Supernatural understanding and enlightenment. 
Craig, that's what I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying to you and saying to you and your wife. Supernatural enlightenment and the unveiling and the opening of things that you want to see. He's heard your cry. Lord, help me to see what these people around me are seeing. I want to be able to perceive and know so that I too can release that to others. The Lord's answering that prayer right now in the name of Jesus. He's answering it right now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. He's going to give you the tongue of a ready writer. You're going to be able to speak forth these truths of God and people are just going to be amazed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wade, you're not in the cell. Your feet aren't in bones. Your hands are free. Do something with them. Do something with them. He's going to get you out of that financial situation. He's going to break it out, but he's going to break it out with the words of your mouth. It's what you say about it. Not what they say, but it's about what you say about it. And you're not stuck. 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 I don't know why you're sitting in that seat. You're not stuck. I said you're not stuck. Hallelujah. You're not stuck. Glory to God. You're not stuck. You're not stuck, man. You're not stuck. Hello. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're not stuck. Some of you feel stuck. Just He's not stuck anymore. There, there's, some, there's some sticks in the mud here right now. Some people that are stuck, I want you to get up off your feet. Get unstuck right now. You're stuck right now. If you're stuck right now, right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you're stuck right now, get up. Get up, jump up and down, do something. Tell them, and oh, no, no, I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. No, 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 no. I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck anymore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck. <laughs> Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm not stuck anymore. No, no, no. No, you're not going to stick me. You're not going to stick me in the mud. I ain't going to be stuck. No, 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 no. I'm free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's filling your mouth with laughter. Laughter. Hallelujah. The unction of laughter is just going forth right now in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those people on Facebook think you're crazy, but it's all right. Hallelujah. <laughs> I tell you what, that laughter's going forth right now in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Spring up, oh well. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Rachel, the Lord just wants to tell you that you're entering into a transition in your life that is scary to you. You know, you've got a son that's going to be, you know, moving, uh, you know, into uh, becoming a man. And I know one thing about you, and I sense this by the Spirit of the Lord, that the Lord says that one thing that you prize above anything on this earth is being a mother. And the Lord wants you to know that you're going to experience so much more joy as you see this young man go into the world and that it's going to just be such a great joy to your heart. Yeah, you're going to scratch your head at some of the decisions and some of the things that they do, but he is going to go forth in the power of the Lord. You have raised him up in the nurture and admonition of God. And I just, I just sense that you're going to be just totally resplendent with absolute joy as your children transition. And you're going to feel fulfilled. You're not going to feel empty. You're not going to feel like this is over. You're going to be even more filled. You're going to take even a greater role, and God's got good things in store for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But he also says this. He says, and our tongue was filled with singing, is what the King James says. But our tongue is filled with shouts of joy. Shouts of joy. Hallelujah. Do you believe this or not? I mean, do you believe this or not? The Spirit of the Lord is here. <laughs> Yes. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The Lord has you and he will guide and help you and strengthen you 
during this time. And when the time comes, you'll feel the confidence and this wrapping of the Lord around you and he will comfort you so strongly and praise God, you're gonna rejoice and rejoice that a beautiful child is brought into the world. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid, the unknown. He's gonna guide you right through that, amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Sharon, you are who you are. You are who God made you to be. And there have been people that have tried to squeeze you and tried to tell you who you should be and tried to press you and criticize you and abuse you with their mouths. But the Lord wants to know that you are his. The Lord wants to know that the gifts and callings are without repentance, that he has not changed his mind about you and about what he's called you to do and that you don't know the impact that you've had over the generations of people that have been touched by your ministry and what God has done in your life. But it's not over. I said, it's not over. It's not over. When I was on the bed of affliction and I began to think about what to do and asking God for unction, to get out of the situation that I was in. Hillsong didn't come up out of my spirit. Elevation worship didn't come up out of my spirit. It was Sharon Emi. I'm here to tell you, friend, that's the God honest truth. It was, I rely. It was, oh my goodness, look what the Lord has done. It was Jehovah Nisi. Come on now. And I can tell you there are countless people that have experienced the same thing. The same thing. It's not over. The songbird is not through. That's what I hear right now. The songbird is not through. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's not over. I said it's not over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, no, it's not over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Barker's 
there's a harvest coming your way. There's a harvest coming your way. And the Lord specifically told me that it is based on the scripture that uh, honor your parents for with long life, a promise of long life comes to those who will honor their mother and father. And as you took care of your mother and as you've taken care of your mother, God is bringing in a supernatural abundance to you. There's a harvest coming your way because there's reward. There's reward to that. And I believe it's going to come forth in wealth and in health. Amen. God's going to prosper you. Even in the midst of a fixed situation, he's going to prosper you. And you're going to, this is something that he's telling me, you're going to be able to keep it. I don't know what that is, but that's what he told me. You're going to be able to keep it. You're going to be able to keep it. You're going to be able to keep it. That means you're not going to lose it. You're going to be able to keep it. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be able to keep it. God has seen your heart and the fact that you have sacrificed. You have sacrificed even with one another to do the things that you've done. God's going to increase your relationship and you're not, I'm not going to use the word old, but I just said it. You're not too far long. You've got good years ahead. Good years. I see treasure troves opening. Treasures of wisdom, which is what you value. You value that. The Lord, Lord said that. He values wisdom. He values godly wisdom. Uh, there's going to be treasure troves opened up just with all kinds of jewels that represent the wisdom of God. You're just going to be able to tap into those. And, and God's going to open you up to where you're going to see things that you're going to say, man, I wish I was 30 and saw this. <laughs> but it's going to revolutionize your life so much that you're going to be able to instruct others. Going to be able to help other people and help the younger generation. Your voice is just beginning, my friend. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's raining out there. But is it raining in here? Yeah. So you got, you got to, only you can answer that question. Only you can answer that question. I can't answer it for you. Either you're getting wet or you're just dry as, hello, like an old piece of driftwood that's been out in there. Come on, that's your fault. Not the Lord. The Lord, you know, the Lord put out his slip and slide. You gotta, you gotta get on it. I said, you gotta get on it. You can't be saying, I, I don't know. What's going on around here? Well, get on the slip and slide. Get in the, it's water play day. It's, 
you know, hello. I mean, when I was a kid, if I didn't have a swimsuit, I just got the scissors. Or sometimes I would go commando. But we don't want that right now. But so you just got to do what you do. You got to do. Do you want it? Do you want it? Are you going to just sit there? God has it put out, extended to you. You got to take it. You got to take it. The word receive is the word lambano. And it means to reach out, grab it, and pull it to yourself. There's healing. I get it. Pull it to yourself. There's breakthrough. Pull it to yourself. There's joy. Pull it to yourself. There's Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Surely. The Lord's going to take care of your mama. And anything that it has cost you in regards to your business and your income is going to be restored back right now in Jesus' name. The enemy brought this in to get your focus and attention and to deprive you of funds. God is going to supernaturally bring funds that's going to bring you not only in the black, but far past it. Hallelujah. You're going to see supernatural business transactions happen in the next four days. Next four days, right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Well, we're going to have some ministers up here. And I know some of you, you know, you don't have kids to go get, but we want to make sure our children's workers are happy workers. So we want to release you if you've got children. But we're going to have people up here that are ready to pray with you, ready to bring breakthrough into your life. And all you got to do is you say, hey, 
you know, I need, I need a touch from the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm trying to teach you is to get a touch on your own. Now, listen, I don't mind. Sometimes you need the prayer of agreement. Sometimes you need somebody. But listen, you're not always around somebody that can do that with you. So what do you got to do? You got to learn to stir your own well up. You got to start to draw out from what God's put within you. And that's what we're learning here. That's what we're learning. It's the secret place. You just experience a part of being in the secret place where the kingdom of God is manifest and fully realized in our material world because we're cooperating with him through spiritual law. Amen. And so praise God, the law of faith is what manifests and brings forth these things. And so the reason why I have you stand and have you shout and have you go up and down is because it brings, it takes you and it puts you in the realm of expectation. Now, some of you got up and down, you didn't feel a thing or didn't receive anything. That's all right. Now, no problem with that. But I'm here to tell you that if you've got, your flesh is the veil that you've got to pierce through to get the things that are in the secret place. You've got to get your flesh in subjection. And many times we're so on the fence with everything that God will take, need to take us and get us off of the fence. Get us out of ourselves and into his presence. Amen. We are positionally always in his presence. Experientially, not all the time. But we can walk in the spirit. Amen. And this is how you walk in the spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, they're going to be up here to pray with you. And we're going to have a good time on Sunday talking about press. So I encourage you, bring friends and family and invite people to church. We're going to have a good time. Amen. God bless you. Amen.